Hi, this is Dr. Rebecca May coming to you from Arcana Labs. And this is Road to Reno. Good morning. So today we have Dr. Ambrose with us on the podcast. Uh, thanks for coming today. So absolutely, I just want to get started by asking you where you grew up. So I grew up in New Jersey, born and raised, and most of my family is still there. Um, I grew up on the uh, what's called the Jersey Shore, so the beach. Where in New Jersey, along the beach, like close to New York? Oh, about 40, 45 minutes away. So kind of right in the middle of New Jersey, central Jersey. So, but okay. again, right on the water. So. And where'd you where'd you go to college? Did you stay around there for college? I did. I went to Monmouth University. Um, another beach school. <laughs> so, uh, I, I did that for undergrad. And then for graduate school, I went all the way to Birmingham, Alabama. So a big adjustment. That's a big change for New Correct. Jersey. Yes, what brought was. you to Alabama from there? I wanted to um, pursue public health. Uh, around junior, senior year, I decided that public health was my passion, particularly international health. And there was a good international program at UAB. So that's kind of what brought me there. So did you leave the med? The I did. It was a big decision. I did. Yeah, Yeah, probably late into my junior year, I made that decision. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then you decided to go back to medical school after the public health degree? Yeah, so my initial aspiration was to join the Peace Corps. (laughs) Um, So so that's the other reason, too. So UAB not only had an international program for public health, they had a joint Peace Corps program. Mm -hmm. But life got in the way, and so I ended up switching from international health to epidemiology. And so then the Peace Corps sort of was off the table at that point. And so then I became an epidemiologist um, in New Jersey. So I went back to New Jersey and worked three years as an infectious disease epidemiologist for a county health department. What did you, what sort of things did you work on there? So my initial hiring was for West Nile virus. So this was 1999. And so West Nile virus had been identified in New York and was sort of, we were getting some funding for that. And so they were able to hire me on as a consultant basis. Mm -hmm. Um, And then of course we had 9-11 and then that funded me full time. Um, So I was charged not just with infectious disease and surveillance, um, but also bioterrorism. So I became sort of a bioterrorism expert um, in, which is unique, you know, sort of in that field. And then I would train first responders, et cetera, um, and be part of a, a huge task force. So. so what made you decide after being in such an exciting field in public health and right. to go to medical school? That's then? a great question. Well, I've always wanted to be a doctor. And I think my stint in public health was invaluable, uh, and I loved it. But I think I still had that passion of taking care of patients and wanting to be a physician. I've never wanted to be anything else. Um, And so at that point, it was hard because I was out of college for a while and I was working full time Mm -hmm. and I had to take the MCAT and that was sort of a disaster, (laughs) to be honest. Um, But I didn't really have a lot of time to study for it and take in chemistry and gosh knows. So yeah, I didn't do fantastic on the MCAT. But anyway, (laughs) I got into medical school. I went to, I stayed in New Jersey. It was the easiest um, just to stay in state and it was a good program. So Mm -hmm. um, in 2003, after about three years of public health, I decided to follow my true passion. And that's kind of why I went back to medical school. No regrets there, but I also don't regret taking a different course and not going right from school, undergrad to medical school. Mm -hmm. So I think it gives you some perspective. It does, and as a non-traditional student, it adds value, I think, so. Mm-hmm. And you were still close to your family then in New Jersey. Correct, yep. So where did you do your residency? 
So that's interesting. So um, I was actually internal medicine. So I did my, um, I matched into Duke. So I did my intern year at Duke, set to do my full three-year commitment there. Um, uh, maybe two or three months in, I, I just, I don't know. I wasn't loving uh, the clinical aspects mm-hmm. um, of medicine. And so I decided it, it, where I was in medical school, pathology was not as popular as some programs that I now see where a lot of medical students rotate in pathology. That was not uh, my medical school. I think yeah. maybe one person matched into path. So it wasn't even something I had been exposed to or even considered. Um, I was having some difficulty, I guess, three years into my, in- excuse me, three months into my internship, and I talked to some people, and believe it or not, it was a breast oncologist who recommended pathology. Obviously, <laughs> she deals a lot with pathologists. Yeah. And um, she said, have you ever considered pathology? So I met with the program um, director, I guess, of pathology at Duke, and that sort of started the process. I went back into the match at that point. Oh, um, wow. And I rematched into PATH. So I finished my intern year, but then I was released from my categorical position, and I went to UT Southwestern in Dallas. And that's a great program. It is. It has a large clinical CP program. is very Mm -hmm. strong there. And so that was one of the pull forces and kind of why I chose that. My second choice was obviously to stay at Duke. Mm -hmm. So. And then did you decide on renal at that point? No, 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 no. In fact, I was doing research in Durham Path when Dr. Walker had come and spoken to our group. Um, and Christy was there and myself. And I hadn't even considered kidney. Our, our program wasn't super strong in kidney. I mean, and you didn't do the rotation until probably your junior year. Mm-hmm. So I had zero exposure to kidney. Didn't even really see it in our mm-hmm. conferences and stuff. So wasn't on the radar. But then Dr. Walker came and, you know, he did his presentation and, you know, he's very animated. And so I thought, hmm, I got to consider this. Now, Christy had gone and did a month rotation away and she came back and told me, oh, it's fantastic. You got to do it. So I didn't realize you were residents together. She's a year ahead of me. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh-huh. And then she switched, and then she switched from APCP to just to AP. And so she graduated earlier than I did. But mm-hmm. yeah, so we were, yeah, we were only a year apart. So she came back, told me how fantastic it was at, at the time, nephropath, and that I needed to do a rotation. And so I reached out, and um, that's how I did a month. So what year did you rotate here in your residency? Was it in your second, third year? Beginning of junior, probably. Okay. It was the summer. Okay. It was August. And so you finished APCP? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then did you come here for fellowship? I did. So I came oh, right okay. here uh, afterward. It was 2012. And I did my fellowship uh, here, and then I stayed on. So it's been eight years. And what were your first impressions, like, moving here to Little Rock? And Well, it's definitely prettier than Dallas because Dallas is fairly flat, mm-hmm. not a lot of trees. So this almost reminded me a little bit more of New Jersey where it's very green, you have very lush. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of trees here, and it's quite hilly. And you had been living in the south for a while then. Yeah, if you think about it. I mean, I've been in Alabama, then yeah. North Carolina. Then, yeah, Texas, which I guess they don't consider themselves the South. But, <laughs> you know, they're onto themselves. <laughs> but, I didn't realize uh, you know that. What I mean? <laughs> and then, obviously, Arkansas. Yeah, so, you know, I have been. What's funny, because New Jersey still sends me voting, and they they want me to serve on the jury. And I'm yeah. like, I have not been living in New Jersey for years. I still get jury duty calls from New Jersey. <laughs> I swear to God. Probably two years ago. <laughs> so so um, what made you decide to stay here to, to work as an attending? Well, I was really hoping to, even when I chose here. To, I mean, this is a, the best place uh, mm-hmm. to learn and practice kidney pathology. Um, and under do- Dr. Walker's tutelage and all the attendings that were here, there was no doubt in my mind um, that this is where I wanted to stay. So I was sh- sh- hoping 
that when I did my fellowship that Dr. Walker would come in and say, hey, we want you to stay on. And I was with Dr. Kasi, we were fellows together. And they put us in a room together, so we would always talk, oh, cross our fingers, you know, we hope we can stay. We loved it. So he's from here, but I mean, I loved it. How has it changed since you've been here? How long have you been here now? 2012, so eight years. Oh, wow. Well, gosh, we've grown incredibly, um, not only just in volume, but in some of the ancillary testing that we do. Obviously, we've got lots more staff, including lots more attendings, which is great. Um, How many attendings were there when you started? It was probably half of maybe what we had now. Um, And the volume was a lot less. That's what we were worried. We were thinking, could they absorb two new attendings with the volume? And Dr. Walker assured us, you know, don't worry, you know, we're growing and there's obviously a need for kidney pathology, you know, for patients um, having, you know, kidney pathology. And um, he was right. What is your favorite subspecialty in renal? Well, I, I would say, and because I, I, I also teach this, would be thrombotic microangiopathy. Mm-hmm. So that would be um, my, probably my favorite subspecialty. I like onconephrology. Um, again, it has a lot of clinical. Anything that has a lot of clinical, I'm going to be attracted to. So I think mm-hmm. onconephrology is sort of a budding interest that I'm going to pursue. And then this is a third one, but I've written a lot on inflammatory bowel disease and kidney. Oh. And just this month, I probably was contacted by three different patients, um, you know, who were seeking some sort of, you know, further information or direction because they have inflammatory bowel disease and, and obviously kidney disease and had some questions, so and saw some of the papers that I put out with uh, Dr. Larson. So wow, um, yeah, it seems to be a budding area that, although I've written about it, people really are reading it, including the public. Wow, so it's usually patients that somehow find these papers, and so um, that's probably going to be an avenue that I'll want to pursue further, since it seems to be helping people. So. Mm-hmm. And so you must really enjoy these conversations with the nephrologists. Love them. I love them. I would not pick a pathology field where I signed out cases all day and never got on the phone. Mm-hmm. So I love it. What is your favorite thing about living in Little Rock? It's probably going to be uh, the slower pace, and it's, it's beautiful. Uh, I love to garden. So, Is there anything unexpected that you really like about the city or that you like to do here? There's actually more things to do than I had thought. I mean, coming uh-huh. from Dallas, um, you know, bigger city. But gosh, there's tons of things to do here. And it's not just, obviously, the nature things, you're climbing and hiking and, and kayaking, but even just some of the cultural things, um, you know, some of the art. We go to the jazz festival and uh, used to be on Wednesday. I mean, COVID obviously has changed yeah. everything, but I love going to jazz festivals down at the, the park, the farmer's market. So there's plenty of things to do. And we drive, we have a son now, so, but I mean, Memphis is close, so we drive and use the Children's Museum here, there. We have memberships within the... <laughs> 300 <laughs> mile catchment so um it's actually there's plenty to do so. yeah i think that was surprising i was worried about that so well i think this brings us to our rapid fire question okay. portion of the interview so i just have a series of questions that i i've been asking everyone great how many cups of coffee do you drink daily always two sometimes three what was your first car a 1985 white toyota camry how many hours of sleep do you get at night? Well, right now I'm dealing with an armadillo, so it's probably <laughs> like three or four, but normally about seven. I kind of, as I get older, I need more sleep, so I, I aim for seven, but mm-hmm. let's say six or seven. Favorite movie? Out of Africa. First TV show you ever binge watched? It would have to be Downton Abbey, believe it or not. <gasps> Scale of one to ten, how good of a driver are you? Oh, ten. Nice. Jersey. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Favorite holiday? Halloween. 
Me too. Oh, definitely. Oh, I love Our Halloween. Exciting is coming up. Yeah. <laughs> I already have my skeleton. He plays a harmonica. He's sitting on my steps. Uh, if you were given the opportunity to fly into space, would you take it? 100%. Do you have any pets? I did, but we, he recently passed away, but we had a Aww. dog, Hurricane. <laughs> oh, that's such a cute name. Yeah, he's cute. So He's Aww. a little Jack Russell, So, but he was 18. Oh, wow. So, yeah, he really – but right now, so currently, no, no pets. Mm-hmm. So. Except the armadillo. Except the armadillo, <laughs> exactly, and I don't want him as a pet anymore. <laughs> oh, we have a tarantula, too. Now, that one I like. So She's outside, but we have me. her yeah. name's Roxy, and so she's sort of my adopted pet. <laughs> <laughs> do you prefer your 20s or your 30s? I would say 20s because 30s, remember, I started medical school late. So I was basically in school for most of my 30s. So I think 20s was probably mm-hmm. more freedom to do things. So, And I looked fabulous back then. <laughs> you look fabulous now. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> if you could visit anywhere in the world, where would it be? Well, I've been to a lot of places. Um, so... Maybe the Galapagos or Antarctica, um, oh. somewhere sort of unique. I've been to a lot of Europe already. I've been to Japan. And so I think I'd want to go somewhere I haven't been before. So mm-hmm. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us here. Absolutely. This was wonderful. Thank you for having me. See you later. Thank you for listening. This podcast and more can be found in the iTunes store. For more information and educational programming like this, follow us on Facebook and Twitter, or visit us on the web at arcanalabs.com.